This is the Assumption Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Assumption Church is a Roman Catholic community under the care of the Franciscan Friars Conventual of Our Lady of Angels Province. It is a community of faith which is active in service and its ministries bring the gospel message of peace, reconciliation, and love to Syracuse and all of Central New York. Your glory here among us, great is our During this month of November, as the days grow shorter and the nights get colder and we remember all the deceased, there is a sort of a feeling of ending. And the scriptures in our liturgies point to the end times. And we are confronted with our own mortality and towards the ending of all of creation. Because this universe as we know it is God's creation. He is king of the universe. And it is temporary as we know it now. It is destined for glory in God. But what we see now is temporary. All things pass. And it's fitting that a few weeks ago, Friar Nick and I watched on National Geographic a show about the discovery of a necropolis in Egypt. A necropolis is basically a cemetery. And actually, what we were witnessing is people you know, exploiting people, uh, other people's tombs. But we watched anyways, because it was pretty fascinating. They found these sarcophagi, and in them they would find mummies, and accompanying the bodies were all sorts of artifacts, things that represented the people's hope for eternal life. Now, the Egyptians had a belief in eternal life that was both different and similar to ours. They felt that at the end of your life, you would be judged. And you would come before uh, this God and a room full of judges. And there would be a huge scale. And on the scale would be your heart. And on the other side of the scale would be placed a feather. And if your heart was as light as the feather, you could move on to eternity. Now, what would drag your heart down were accusations by the people who were the judges. They would reveal something you did, and maybe your heart would grow heavier and drag a little, but still balanced, maybe a bit heavier after another accusation. And then finally, if it got too heavy, well, you didn't move on to eternal life you moved on to eternal destruction. It's a kind of a gloomy way of looking at, at, the, at, at life and death, but it captures in us our belief that our actions, our way of living, what we do in this life has consequences. Even our Christmas imagery speaks of consequences. Our beloved Saint Nicholas, Santa Claus. Santa Claus wants us to be the best version of ourselves. But if you listen to some of the stories, they say he keeps a list of who's been naughty and who's been good. 
It almost sounds like we look at God as an accountant who has a long list of all our deeds and checks them off. And God forbid you go to confession and you forget one of those on the long list. You messed up. You're not getting into heaven. For Christians, it's not like that. That is a pagan version of God. God is not an accountant. God is not an auditor who sits looking for something to kick us out of heaven with. God is on our side. We are his creatures. And he invites us to live a life out of love that is consistent with who we say we are. Now here's the kicker. Most of us are pretty smart, and we know to avoid the things that we really know are bad. But there's more to being holy than just avoiding the bad. Anybody can do that. If you notice in the gospel today, it says the master will separate the sheep from the goats. There's a big difference between sheep and goats. Sheep are pretty dumb, but they follow the master wherever the master goes. Goats tend to be a little bit more curious and a little bit more intelligent and thus a little bit more hard-headed. Jesus invites us to watch that our intelligence, our ability to talk ourselves into almost anything, not prevent us from really acknowledging how we live our life. Because it will have consequences. In globality, are we being faithful to God's love for us? Are we living a life that is loving? But here's the thing. It's not just about what we do, but as we see in the gospel, it's also, and perhaps more importantly, the things we don't do. In traditional moral theology, we divide our sins as sins of commission, things we've committed, but there's also sins of omission, what we failed to do. And as a confessor, I think that's one of the areas that we miss the most. We can pinpoint some of the things we've done, but we're often not good at acknowledging what we failed to do. And Jesus makes it quite clear. To care for the least of our society is not an option. It is the mandate of God. It is the clear function of the Christian. The person, the group of people, the part of society that is least powerful, that is least privileged, that is least popular, that is the group that we need to attend to. So in our very conflictual society, Sometimes there are political implications to that, right? Where do we stand on things like immigration, refugees? Where do we stand on the Me Too thing? Where do we stand on Black Lives Matter? Where do we stand on justice and peace issues? Where do we stand on the environment? We can't just brush those off and say, well, 
I don't do anything wrong. But do we do anything right? Do we, are we deliberate in confronting gossip, in confronting prejudice? All of us, in our families, in our houses, in our workplaces, we hear jokes that are off-color. We hear jokes and gossip that really doesn't build anybody up. Can we find gentle, constructive, helpful ways to say, that's not good. I don't want to be a part of this. Rather than just walk away and not participate, that's, that's, the, you know, that's a given. But to actually say something and say, that's not a way to live. Now, I don't recommend this over Thanksgiving. It's not the time to try to fix all our family's problems. And hopefully, we're all staying in our households anyways. And I'm not trying to say that we all have to become these angry type of Christians who are going to fight every social justice fight and just become miserable to be with. But in our day-to-day, God gives us opportunities to do something, to say something, to stand up for something. And you know, the miracle is that even those little ways, even the smallest of gestures, you personally do for Jesus Christ himself. Every time you stand up for what is right, when you stand up for someone who is belittled, put down, who is small, who is powerless, you do it specifically for Jesus Christ. That's the invitation given to us as we come to the end of our liturgical year, to be mindful that what we do matters. You matter. Your choices matter. And they will help to bring all of us together and this whole universe into the glory God has destined. God's not out to get you. God is your biggest cheerleader and is encouraging you to be the best version of yourself. In what you do, what you say, and how you live. As we continue this celebration and God feeds us with his very self in the body and blood of Christ, let us ask him to nourish us and strengthen us in service of his kingdom. Thanks for listening to the Assumption Church Podcast. To listen to more episodes, connect with us in our community, or join us for worship, please visit assumptionsyr.org.